Hello everyone, welcome to the Odd Drummer Gaming Podcast. I just updated the description, so here's the new description. Depressed content creator Edmund Ogabau talks about music messed up already talks about movies based around video games there's also plenty of talk of video games movies and tv shows of all genres he regularly discusses updates and struggles on his journey as a video creator on youtube which no one wants nor asks for this podcast is a must miss this episode is number six rampage as far as an update on me i i recently posted a few videos on quests for Final Fantasy 7 Remake. So what I did is originally I posted Quest 19 Wavering Heart because that's one of the most requested or one of the most searched quests on YouTube, Quest 19. So I posted a video on that and then I posted a video on Quest 18. They were not successful, of course. Um, They both got seven views each and they were long so quest 19 was three minutes 44 seconds long quest 18 was seven minutes and four seconds long and i actually did like the whole quest and posted it online and i i thought that was kind of weird so what i did instead was i made those two unlisted unlisted and then i cut them down to really short and then i just put a voiceover like here's what you do this is what you do da 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 so I made it into both of them are under a minute. Still not successful. One has seven views. The other has 13. So one of the strategies on YouTube, if you're relatively small, is to do search-based content. And there's like various tools you can use, like keywords everywhere, TubeBuddy, vidIQ to analyze like search volume and all this stuff. But for me, I just used the YouTube auto search and I saw that people were searching quests there weren't any numbers next to them there was no search volume so maybe that means no i i think for sure that means that the search volume is not high but because they showed up in youtube autocomplete they people are indeed searching for them so i made two videos on this but the thing is final fantasy 7 remake came out in april and it's now december so it's like I feel like anyone who's searching for those, the videos are already out there and ranking on top. So my timing is way off, but I mean, I'm glad I tried it and I'm glad that it's part of my library. I don't know if it hurts me overall. If I do have videos that are doing badly, I I don't know. I'm still trying to work on it. I'm, I'm mostly likely going, I'm most likely going to fail at everything, including life and my dreams and my ambitions. I also posted a Mako Reactor Battle theme-inspired linear drum fill. Here here are my thoughts, and I don't think anyone's listening, so this doesn't really matter. But the the strategy that I've been searching is that, like, a lot of it is service-based industries, like people who have careers, like people who want to grow their business on YouTube, people who want to grow their social media, people who have careers like plumbing or people who have experience or knowledge or expertise and things that they can actually help people with i don't really have that like my two passions are drumming and gaming gaming it's like anyone can play a game everyone can play a game so i don't know what i can offer anyone there and then drumming like i'm i'm okay at drumming i'm not great i'm i'm just being honest i'm not great 
the few drummers that I do know are much better than me, and they're just they're actually working on actual music, not YouTube or or social media or anything like that. But the people I do know, they're so much better than me, and they have so much more to offer. And I'm not saying that like, oh, woe is me, I don't have anything to offer. I'm just I don't feel comfortable being an authority on drums. And Think Media and Sean Cannell, he says you don't have to be an expert; you just have to be one step ahead, a few steps ahead. And I get that, but still, I just don't think that's something that I can prosper on in that respect. So here, here's another strategy. One thing that I'm good at, I'm not, I don't think I'm funny. Well, that's not true. I think I'm kind of funny, but I'm not going to say I'm funny and I'm not going to say I think I'm funny. What I'm good at is attempting to be funny, trying to be funny. I'm good at trying to be funny. And I post a lot on my personal Instagram, funny little three second clips because they're funny and people respond to it my friends respond to it and they think I'm funny I have a pretty dark humor so I don't I don't think the world and the public overall at large is ready for my dark humor like I don't know how to reconcile the the drummer Edmund and the gamer Edmund with my dark humor like I don't I think people would judge me and maybe I should just let it out and let but when people see the jokes they're like oh oh my well, I never. And like, if that's the first impression, like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. But my friends know I'm joking and they laugh. So, I mean, that's the difference. Like, I don't know. And I'm not a comedian. I'm not a f- professional comedy person. So if that becomes what I'm known for, it's like, what, what, what's this guy doing? He, he's always trying to be funny, blah, blah. So most, my presence in general, my soul, my personality is very low energy. I'm very boring. I have a boring very boring stage presence especially my videos and on camera it's like like one time i called into a radio station and they were like they actually said on air stop taking valium like that was their joke because i sounded like i was on valium and so i have just a very low energy presence so in my latest video which is a drum fill i tried to be funny and i i'm not sure how it came across it might be cringeworthy but like i said i don't really have skills and i'm not a good gamer i enjoy playing games a lot but i'm not a skilled gamer at all i'm not good at strategy i'm not good at analysis or anything like that i'm not that great of a drummer my body's falling apart my i've had back problems for more than 10 15 years my wrists always ache my left arm is numb it's like my whole body's falling apart so i can't really excel as a drummer and so i in my latest video i tried to be funny and i'm worried how it's gonna come across it's probably cringe i'm afraid to watch it to be honest i don't know but i think that's that's the only thing i have to offer like on youtube it's not being funny it's my attempt to be funny i can attempt to be funny all all the live long day that's what i can offer not gaming not drumming but comedy attempts so that's a strategy because people do go to youtube to be entertained for me to think of myself as an entertainer is kind of ludicrous because uh, again because of my boring presence so i'm not sure how it will go i don't know if i'll continue it if i go back to being boring again i don't know we'll see we'll see this i woke up really late today i am unemployed and very sad i woke up like 4 p.m today and so usually when i wake up i take my meds i'm i suffer from depression and anxiety there's no stigma just accept it and i ask i my doctor gave me ritalin for my low energy and i accidentally took you're supposed to take one half to one tablet twice per day so i usually take one half tablet 
when I wake up, but I accidentally took two because I thought it was the Lexapro. So I accidentally, instead of a half tablet, I took two tablets of Ritalin at the same time. And then I saw the bottle, I spit it out, and then I'm like, what am I going to do? Put it back in the bottle and then take half? So I just put it back in my mouth, swallowed it, and, and there we are. I did, I was able to drum for like a good maybe hour and a half straight, so maybe all my energy is gone from drumming, but I don't know. I forgot why I got on that. I'm also taking Lexapro. Prozac really affected me really badly, so I'm taking Lexapro and Boost Bar. I currently have a problem with teeth clamping. I'm constantly like grinding my teeth, and I have to stick my tongue in between my teeth to stop from clamping my teeth. I also crack my left big toe. It's constant. It makes me not able to sleep. And on to the TV movie corner. I have a lot of movies. I don't want to spend too much time on it because this episode is about Rampage. So I'll just do a quick fire movie corner. So I watched Rampage and I'll get to that at the end of the episode. I watched Batman and Bill. I actually started to... Because I... Last episode I watched, I mentioned I watched Batman and Batman Returns. So I was like on a, on a Batman high. Did I talk about this? I don't remember. So I started to watch Batman Forever. I was already cringing like three seconds in. So I decided to take a break and watch Batman and Bill. And I liked it. I felt like it was a little long. I felt like it dragged on, but I liked it. I'm happy that Bill Finger is able to get his due. Still, I looked at like in the credits of opening credits of Batman v Superman, which is that's the real tragedy that the, the first movie that Bill Finger has his credit on is Batman v Superman. That's that's a joke. So it says um, Bob Kane with Bill Finger, which I the o- the only knowledge I have of the story is that documentary. So I don't know anything else. But it seemed like Bill Finger did a lot and a lot more than Bob Kane. And it seemed like Bob Kane had an assignment to come up with a superhero. And then he went to Bill K- Bill Finger, and Bill Finger did all of the work, and Bob Kane just had like somewhat of an idea to have like a man bat and then bill finger was like here's the backstory here's the history here's the character here's the costume here's everything here's the villains and then bob kane took it and took all the credit which is a shame it's so it should be like batman created by bill finger with minimal minimal very unenthusiastic input from bob kane but what do i know Um, I also watched Batman Forever. Batman Forever for me was such a huge drop off from Batman Returns that I hated it. Again, I'm on Letterboxd. My username is DrumJ8. I gave Batman Forever a one and a half stars. I just thought it was such a huge drop off. I don't really like the, the weapon costume montages where they close up on his like arm and his apparently his buttocks i think that's batman and robin but they do really quick close-up montages i it's so it's such a turnoff for me and i think they do it right at the beginning of the movie and i just really didn't like it i hated robin in batman forever hated robin in that um, neon gang scene i wanted the gang to grab him and pull him apart limb from limb like in an animal attack video like that's how much i hated him i hated his character i hated his whininess every time he was on screen i would cringe and roll my eyes and scoff and the the towel where he used socks as nunchucks i thought that was batman and robin but that was batman forever and that was terrible that was one of the worst scenes in history 
That was the worst scene in film history, second to the call waiting gag in The Last Jedi. That's all I have to say about Batman Forever. I thought Val Kilmer was fine. He was okay. I didn't hate him. I think he might be the worst Batman. Not saying that he was terrible, but just everyone else just ranks. Even George Clooney, to me, was a little bit more charming and felt like he fit that character a little bit, slightly more than Val Kilmer. Batman and Robin... Here's the thing, because Batman Forever was such a drop-off from Batman Returns for me, Batman and Robin was not that much of a drop-off from Batman and Forever, if that makes sense. So Batman and Robin, I kind of knew what I was looking at, I knew what I was getting into, and I didn't hate it as much as Batman Forever. So I gave Batman and Robin a two stars, just a half star more than Batman Forever. Still didn't like Robin, but he was less offensive in Batman and Robin than Batman Forever. I re- I, I like things more in Batman and Robin than Batman Forever. Batman and Robin, I, I honestly, I kind of like Mr. Freeze. He, Arnie f- was funny to me. Um, Two lines, I'm not going to pull it up, but one was like, oh wow, in this facility, they bring you, they bring the laundry to you, or I don't I didn't, obviously, that wasn't the line, but it made me laugh. And then one time he referred to Bane as Meatloaf, like, you and Meatloaf get my wife, and that was funny to me. And I really liked Alfred and his arc. The only thing about Alfred is, like, he was sick and dying, and at the end they had this cure and he was okay, but at the same time, he's, like, he's a very old man. It's like, what's that gonna give him, a week? But I really liked him in the movie. Alicia Silverstone is an attractive girl, as is Uma Thurman. I, li- I kind of liked Uma Thurman in it. At the end, where they're putting all their f- their palms, their hands together, like, we're a team. I wish that Alfred had put his hand there as well. Because he's a part of the team, and he's a he's a big part of the team. And it was just sad that the three of them put their hands together, and then Alfred was like, well, I'll go make your lunch now, I guess. It was kind of sad to me. I don't know. But that's Batman and Robin. I watched Roald Dolls the Witches. I watched the remake first. I didn't hate it that much. Pat Walsh on We'll, we'll See You in Hell talked about it at length, and he hated it, despised it. I didn't hate it. I did I I tried watching it and after 3 seconds of Chris Rock narrating I had to turn it off but I gave it another chance and I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. I'm not sure how I feel about Anne Hathaway's performance. I don't think I liked it but I'm not sure. Apparently it got some praise. It was pretty cartoony and over the top but I know that's the point. And quick story, I have a vague memory from my childhood of watching a scene in a movie it was the last scene of a movie where there's a kid mouse and a good witch goes to the house and turns the kid back into a boy and i didn't know anything else about the movie i didn't know the title i didn't remember any other scene so we'll get to that but so at the end of roald dolls the witches the mouse kid stays a mouse kid and he grows old and he turns into Chris Rock at the very end and the grandma's still alive. There was a line at the end that I thought was weird where the kid was like, it stopped me in my tracks. He was like, grandma, how long do mice live? And that was an interesting question to me because I'm like, uh, yeah, because you're probably going to die in three years. And then the grandma said something like, oh, you probably live three years or maybe three times of that because you're a kid or you're a good mouse. I don't know what she said, but I thought it was interesting. It was like right towards the end. And then at the at the very end, he stays a mouse. And then so right after the witches, I watched 
uh, right after the remake, I watched the original. And the, the remake, I gave three stars. And the original, I gave four stars. The original, I felt like, was just really simply made. And the practical effects were just amazing in compare oh, I, I wanted to make a note that in my last episode i said amazing too much so I, I need to find synonyms for these words but the practical effect practical effects in the original were really well done and here's the difference between practical effects and cgi and i compare it to magic because with magic you know that it's all fake you know it's all trickery and you go to a magic show knowing you're going to be fooled the magician tells you i am going to fool you and then at the end, the mag magician fools you. You don't know how the trick is done. So the difference between CGI and practical, practical effects is that CGI is, you know how it's done. I mean, you don't know exactly how it's done, but it's done through computers. It's obvious. You obviously don't know. You obviously, it's not, it's not a real mouse talking. It's not a real mouse holding a bottle. It's not, Anne Hathaway's mouth isn't really doesn't really look like that because it's all computerized. But in the witches, the original witches, the difference is, they're practical effects you don't know. I mean, you know it's a puppet mouse, but you don't know how they're making it crawl that way. You don't know how you, they're making it blink and how their mouths are moving. You don't know exactly. And that's the thing, like, that's the thing that's magical about puppetry is like, I don't know how they made them move like that. Or, or Pat Walsh says, I don't know how they made puppets ride bikes that's like that's literal or not literal but that's like movie magic compared to cgi where it's like you just know it was done by a computer and that kind of cheapens it and i i hope and wish that they continue to do puppets and practical effects and effects where you go how did they do that rather than everything cgi but i did like which is the original more and here's a quick tidbit bit fun fact if you're interested which i'm sure you're not so the ending to the original witches is like i said that scene where i didn't know what the name of the movie was where the good witch turns the mouse kid into a boy but that actually doesn't happen in the book i guess the remake is more loyal to the book in that regards because in the in the book the kids like how long or the kids like i want to die the same age as you grandma so we can grow old together and die together which is kind of weird but honestly kind of sweet at the same time and i think that was the point of the book maybe that the kid the only way a kid will get to die naturally next to his grandma well it's impossible unless he's like sick that's uh, but that would be a tragedy but the only sweet natural way is if he turns into a mouse and he just ages naturally and dies with the grandma which is kind of sweet and then in the original, they changed the ending, which unfortunately for me, I really like that ending. I like that ending in The Witches where um, she turns him in back into a boy. But in the book, he just stays a mouse. And the Roald Dahl was really angry at the movie. He thought it was appalling and he hated the movie because of that ending, which was interesting. I guess that wasn't a fun fact. That was kind of, of a sad fact. But anyway, I watched Return to Oz, which I gave four stars. And Pat Walsh talked about it on a bonus episode of We'll See You in Hell, where the episode was talking about scariest scenes in non-horror movies. And he talked about Return to Oz. And I wanted to watch it for years. And it's on Disney+. Plus, So I watched it and I liked it a lot. And again, there's a lot of practical effects. Some of it is like cheesy effects, but it, it still works. And I... At this point, I would rather have cheesy effects or kind of obviously fake, like overlapping, layered, whatever you call it, practical puppetry effects 
than CGI, but the scariest scene in the movie is when Dorothy is reaching for the powder of life and then this detached head, which her eyes were closed, becomes animated, opens her eyes, and then all of the detached heads start like they they wake up and they start singing or screaming or something. And then this decapitate, this body without a head wakes up from her bed and starts uh, walking towards her or chasing her. That's the scariest scene. And I, I really liked Faruza Balk in it. She's like, she plays it really innocently and really sweetly. And I liked her performance. Um, I liked the ragtag team, which was like TikTok and um, the pumpkin head and the deer head and scarecrow. I think I like them. I like the movie a lot. Like it's, it's really good. The wheelers were pretty scary. Their entrance was pretty scary, but they take their mask off immediately. And they were so much scarier with the mask on. So I, I wish they just had the scary freaky mask on the whole time but they didn't they took it off so return to oz was really good i also watched inception inception i don't think i've seen since it came out in 2010 but i really liked it like i was ready to give it a four stars but i watched it with my wife and we tried watch i don't think she remembers this but we tried watching it a while ago like a few years ago and she wasn't that into it, so we turned it off like right near the beginning when Saito was pushed to the floor and realized the rug was different. And that was right at the beginning, and we stopped it. But we tried it this time, and I asked her a few times, like, if you don't like it, if you're confused, if you don't want it, we can stop it. And then she was like, no, 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 let's just keep going. So we watched it, and towards like the climax and the end, I was totally invested again in it and I really liked it. So this time I gave it four and a half stars. It's just a really great and ambitious movies and I love that Christopher Nolan makes ambitious movies and some movies I like, I don't want to think. Some movies I watch and I'm like, I don't, that movie is making me think and I don't like it. I don't want to think hard at movies. Um, What's his name? Paul Thomas Anderson? Like, after there will be blood it made me think in a bad way and we're like i this confused me i don't really get it and but chris nolan's movies make me think in a good way like memento i I really love um i love the dark knight trilogy and inception is really good and i loved it and pat walsh's criticism is that chris nolan is a great filmmaker but he's not an actor's director where all the actors feel disconnected and like they don't know each other which I can't disagree with, but it didn't bother me too much. I didn't really like the... There's not a lot of comedy attempts, but there is. there are some comedy attempts that they could have easily taken out. But Inception's really great. It holds up. It makes me think. I actually recorded my wife's reaction to the ending because I wanted to record her rea- reaction to the top, and she had no reaction at all. She just very blank-faced, and then she looked at me, and she's like, why are you recording? I'm like, this isn't good content. I can't show this to anyone. Anyway, so after that, I watched Rampage again, because I sh- after I watched Rampage a second time, I showed a trailer to her, to my wife, and she wanted to watch it. So I, I actually rat- watched Rampage twice in one week, but I'll get to that at the end. I tried watching Gotham, because I've been on a Batman kick I was watching the first episode and I just, I didn't like it. Jim Gordon, like, so in the police station, this crazy, this criminal guy's like, I need my pills, I need my pills. So he grabs a gun, he grabs a gun and then he essentially takes an officer or someone hostage and then everyone draws their guns and points it at the guy. And then Jim Gordon, played by the OC, comes down and he's like, 
don't shoot, don't shoot. I got this. And I thought the I got this was weird. Like, this guy could kill this, I think it's a woman, any second now. And, and the OC goes, don't worry, guys. He doesn't say it in like this manner, but he says, don't worry, guys. I got this. Like, he says it more like, don't shoot. I got this. It was just, it was, it hit me the wrong way. I thought it was really weird. And then when he apprehends the suspect, he keeps throwing the bullet in the air in the in this cocky way. He does it twice, and maybe to normal people this wouldn't bother anyone, but it bothered me. I'm like, what is this cocky mofo doing? And then in the very next scene, grounded for life, and the OC are sitting at like a diner, and these two people walk in, and then grounded for life goes. Well, if it isn't Montoya and Allen, Major Crimes Unit. That's a terrible way to introduce these people to the scene. I don't understand. I'll say it again because it was so ludicrous to me. Grounded for Life and the OC are sitting at the diner. Two people walk in. Grounded for Life goes, Well, if it isn't Montoya and Allen, Major Crimes Unit. I, I don't know. I It bothered me. He could have easily went, Oh, great. And then turn to the OC and go, Jim, this is Montoya and Allen, Major Crimes Unit. This is Jim, my partner. That's That was a few words switched around and it would have been much better. I had to shut it off after that scene. I couldn't continue it. There's five seasons on, on Netflix that I will never see because I can't. I just can't. But what I did do is I went to the very last available episode and I watched it. And after watching that last last episode of the fifth season available on Netflix, I don't regret doing it because it's, it's a really campy take. Like the Riddler is dressed not exactly like Jim Carrey, but similarly with the green and the question marks. And I, un- I understand you, you want to or you need to be loyal to... To the comics but i just don't like that campy take and then oswald Copplebot is kind of chewing out the scenery if that's the phrase i think this is the second time i use that phrase everything is over the top everything's campy and i don't know who jeremiah valeska is i i guess he's the joker i'm i'm gonna look it up i guess he's some form of the joker and i i it confuses me because in in ba- in Tim Burton's Batman, he's someone named Jack Napier, and I don't know if Jack Napier is someone in the comics or just invent if that name was invented for for that movie. And then and then Arthur Fleck is a whole. It, it's confusing to me. I don't know. But anyway, I I kind of enjoyed the episode, but again, it was very over the top, and um, I have no interest in watching the whole goth five seasons of Gotham on netflix um long ago i i remember watching the pilot of gotham so i i was somehow was able to get back get through it back then but i watched the pilots of gotham arrow and the flash and i liked the flash the best so i watched a bunch of the flash arrow to me felt like the same thing over and over again they were just in the in the in the past and in the present they're just running back and forth between the villains and they're just like villain gets ahead and then they save the victim from the villain and they're just running back and forth so arrow i did not love flash at least had some tasteful humor in it that i was able to enjoy but i kind of dropped off on the flash as well i do wonder why they didn't cast grant gustin in the movies because i thought he was a really good flash in the tv show and it just confuses me when they don't use the same in the movies it it's just confusing i don't know so 
that's all for the TV and movie corner. Gaming corner, I'm playing a little bit of Warcraft 3 Reforged. I'm I'm not all that into it. I played I played through the prologue, which I enjoyed. I played through the human campaign, which was okay. And now I'm on the undead and I'm kind of just playing it and the volume's low and I'm listening to We'll See You in Hell while I'm playing it. So I'm not all that invested into it. Also, I, I can only play while I'm up here in my office because it has a mouse and keyboard connected. And when I'm here, I'm usually working. So I'm just, I'm not all that invested into it. I think if I at least reach the orc campaign, I'll get into it a little bit more. I finished Super Mario World. Not 100%, but I just got through the boss. I actually googled how do you get out of the end screen of Super Mario World and apparently there's nothing you can do. You just have to reset the game, which is kind of weird. I've been playing a little bit of Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island, which is fun. I forgot that I was playing 3D All-Stars and I was playing Super Mario Galaxy. I feel like I want to play with the Joy-Cons because you're able to get the star bits easier with the Joy-Con. But I, ha I usually have the Joy-Cons attached and I have the whole Switch console in my satisfied grip. So this is a extremely first world problem. But if I want to play with the Joy-Cons, I have to take off the grip, take off the Joy-Cons find some way to prop up the switch and then play with the joy cons or i can like play a docked with the joy cons which the dock is in my office to capture gameplay and it's it's just a whole ordeal because i mean i usually play it in portable mode so i i don't i haven't been playing much of galaxy is my point i played a few seconds of castlevania i've i've never been into castlevania i just never was many a few to many years ago, I got into Metroid. I played, I tried playing the original Metroid on NES and I just didn't like it. It was difficult. It was clunky. The graphics were not great when you're playing in 2020 or 2018, whatever, what year, whatever year it was. So I tried playing Super Metroid and I liked it a lot. So I got really deep into Super Metroid to the point where I bought a special limited edition 3ds xl and it's a it has samus on it it's like a, a limited collector's edition super metro or just metroid samus edition and i also i like the 2d 2d metroid so i like zero mission and i can't remember the other one but i have it on my wii u so super metroid let me look it up so i, I have super metroid zero mission and of course it's not on here Oh, Metroid Fusion, I think. I have Metroid Fusion on the Wii U, and I really like those. Although Metroid Fusion kind of scares me because it's, I, I read it was the kind, it almost feels like a horror game, and they're not wrong. I've tried Metroid Prime, and it's just not my jam. I don't like the first person, and I, I played enough of it, of the first one, because I bought the trilogy on the Wii U, and it's like first person, and it made me dizzy. I got through, I think, the first boss and a, uh, maybe a few more bosses. And it's just not my thing, but I know people love it and people are really anticipating Metroid Prime 4 and I am not, to be honest. And I, I picked up Metroid 2 Return of Samus or Samus Returns on the on the 3DS and I really like that one. Like I really like that one a lot. I think Metal Jesus mentioned in a video that he was disappointed in that game, which surprised me because it's my favorite game on the 3DS probably. But anyway, I remember looking up articles like Castlevania versus Metroid because people 
compare them a lot to the point where anything that kind of fits that formula of a game they they call it metroidvania but to me there's there's no no competition no contest um i just never got into castlevania and i i like metroid a thousand percent more i've I've been playing a little bit of contra because i have the castlevania collection and contra collection on the switch and so for the nintendo switch online i kind of got used to the rewind function which is a blessing and a curse because i like the fact that there's a rewind section because if i die i just rewind which is it is cheating but i mean it's there for a reason you're there you're there for fun so i like that there's a rewind but at the same time, it kind of ruins the game somewhat. But I do enjoy having the rewind feature there. So the con- Contra is not on the Nintendo Switch Online. It's it's in its own collection. And what I have to do is you have to save the game. And then if you die, you have to load the game. It's kind of a pain. So I, I wish it was just on the Nintendo Switch Online. Just I guess it'll never be because it, they sell it separately. But it's kind of a blessing and a curse. But whatever so a little bit of news nintendo just had an indie world they announced a bunch of games a bunch of indie games i guess um among us is coming to the switch i think today today i'm recording on tuesday december 15th 2020 among us is very popular i watch some streamers and people play it a lot i i've never played it my brother texted me one time and said we're playing among us you should play and i didn't respond so I've never played it and I have some, um, I don't have some, I have severe social anxiety and sometimes that transfers to online as well. So I'm, I don't know, as a aspiring video creator on YouTube, you have to try to connect with people and maybe that will be my ultimate downfall because I am unable to connect and to people. I don't know. Also announced and when they, when I saw this announcement, I actually went, yes. And I actually pumped my arm back, like my fist and my elbow, and I pulled it back and I went, yes! Uh, Donkey Kong Country 3 Dixie Kong's Double Trouble is coming to the Nintendo Switch Online service, which I'm happy about because I actually purchased it on my 2DS XL because I had, because the other two are on the Nintendo Switch Online service, but not the third one. And I got through the first two and I wanted to play the third one, so I bought it on the 2DS XL. And, and now I don't have to, but I have to wait till the 18th. Let's hope I don't die before then. Um, when they announced that the 3DS was discontinuing, I impulsively purchased a 2DS XL. I put it on my Kohl's credit card, purchased it, thinking that it was going to go out of stock immediately. And then after I purchased it, immediately after, like it went out of stock. But I think it came back in stock relatively soon after. So I was wrong. And it was probably a bad strip purchase because i only have donkey kong country 3 on it i I do have a bunch of physical games that i can play on it but they're all 3ds and i didn't really need it i think i think i just wanted it like a, a few years many years ago i wanted to get that hyrule edition to 2ds xl and i almost i almost bit the bullet and bought it um i did not i did not so the 2ds xl is quite possibly and quite pro- probably just gonna collect dust but We'll see. So that's it for the gaming corner. Let's get to the main event, which is the movie Rampage. And so, so far I've purchased this. I mean, I've watched it three times. And the first time, the first time I watched it, 
was December 22, 2018, and I gave it three and a half stars. And my only theory why is that because the one guy in it to me was so annoying, and I refused. I I I think I could think of his name if I had to, if I wanted to, and I don't want to. I don't want him to have the pleasure of me knowing his name, so I'm not going to say his name. But it's basically the sister of Silk Spectre too. He was so annoying to me and such a turnoff. Every second he was on screen was so cringeworthy to me that it brought down the movie to three and a half stars. I didn't even review it in December 22, 2018. I just rated it three and a half stars, which is weird because when I watched it recently on December 8th, 2020 for this podcast, I gave it four and a half stars and I really liked, I really liked it. So again, on Letterboxd, my username is drumj8. You can follow me there. Here's, I'm going to look at my notes. It's quite possibly the best movie I've ever seen that stars a giant gorilla, a giant wolf, a giant crocodile, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So again, there's that one annoying movie, annoying guy that that's all I'll talk about. I'm not going to refer to him ever again in my life. He was just terrible and over-the-top, annoying, useless portrayal of a character but anyway usually i'm in these types of movies usually i'm rooting for the humans to all die for example like the transformers movies i kind of just want to see the monster trucks attack and kill each other and rip each other apart so whenever there's a human elephant element i want them all to die and they never do because it's supposed to be the triumph of the human spirit or whatever what's that one guy's name i can't think of his name i can't think of his name i think he's fergie's husband in the transformers movies he's like running into those battles with parachutes i'm like i don't care i don't care about humans in parachutes you have you're no match against these monsters so like what are you doing anyway i usually root for humans to die but in this movie i act they're they're all pretty likable so i i like the rock in it and I, i was rooting for him so it's kind of a different take for me and i feel like brad payton is really good at combining action and emotion um he also did he also did san andreas with the rock also and i really like that movie also I like The Rock slightly better in Andreas. Brad Payton also directed Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. Silk Spectre 2 was fine in the movie. The comedian slash Negan was good. He kind of gave the movie some style, some suaveness, if you will. At about the hour mark, there's this like wide shot of George and Ralph, George the gorilla and Ralph the wolf just rampaging across the city picking up cars and throwing them and punching buildings and if the movie was just one and a half hours of of that i probably would have loved it just as much if not more i think it was awesome it's a very enjoyable popcorn movie and what i'm kind of fascinated with is that rampage to my knowledge is not a huge video game or video game franchise because when i was a kid i played the arcade game sometimes i remember liking it a lot but it's not like a vivid memory or anything i just remember seeing it at the arcade and playing it and liking it and i usually chose the gorilla because i like monkeys and you just punch buildings you punch buildings you punch helicopters You climb up buildings and you punch and destroy and then the building collapses then you go to the next one. There's not much to it as far as I remember. There's not really a plot. That's all there is and I'm I'm surprised that they put this much attention to bringing this kind of a small game 
into a full feature movie i'm i'm glad they did but i'm just fascinated that they did because i would imagine at this point they would make them like they made two movies of angry birds because that movie was huge they made movies of tomb raider and i'm just surprised that they made a movie of rampage i i really like the movie a lot i'm just surprised i i gave it four and a 4.5 stars and perhaps the next movie they'll do is cube a live action cubert or tapper so i watched it a second time like i said within a week and i watched it with my wife and we enjoyed it a lot and i just feel like the the only the only like kong movie i watched was like kong colon skull island and i i enjoyed it okay but it made no real impact on me i don't really remember it all that much I haven't seen the new Godzilla or the sequel Godzilla or the Ferris Bueller Godzilla. I don't think I saw the... I didn't see the original King Kong or the Jack Black King Kong. I imagine that Rampage blows those those movies all out of the water. I guess I can't say that technically. I can't really say that because I haven't seen them all. But just in terms of action and emotion, I, I would think that Rampage is a much more enjoyable, much more popcorn and entertaining film than those movies at at least from what i've heard because from everything i've heard those movies are like boring and not good and not well made and i i hope they're working on a sequel to rampage i imagine they're not i just i just don't see it happening but maybe you never know but i i really liked it a lot i mean it's a giant gorilla giant crocodile and a giant wolf destroying buildings it's it's awesome it's awesome and i actually i recently ordered these midway arcade treasures i think midway arcade treasures one and three i bought on ebay because i actually wanted to play like i i found a rom on online and i downloaded and played it but i think it's the nes rom and the graphics look really cartoony and really kind of weak so i'm looking for the arcade version and i'm i think I'm pretty sure it's on the game that I ordered, but we'll see. I hope it comes this Saturday as scheduled. But that's Rampage, and I'm not sure what will be the next one. It quite possibly will be Tomb Raider, because I I recently purchased on eBay the Tomb Raider set, Blu-ray set, that included the first and second one with Angelina Jolie. And I have the Alicia Vikander one on Voodoo. I purchased for like $4.99. So I have the three Tomb Raider movies. I'm I've seen I've seen the Alicia Vikander one. I watched it with my wife and it, it was fine. It felt it felt more like a kid's movies. I and I, I remember thinking that little girls would enjoy it and little girls could find a female role model to look up to. I tried watching a trailer for the Angelina jolie one and it was it felt kind of corny and cheesy so i'm not looking forward to it that much i'm trying to get a hold of the street fighter maybe the blu-ray it's like 10 bucks but i don't know i don't know if i'll bite the bullet on it but i haven't seen it in a while i it's probably terrible but i am interested in seeing it i kind of want to watch the Kristen crook one as well that's probably terrible as well but we'll see so probably um, possibly the next one episodes will be Tomb Raiders starring Angelina Jolie and then Alicia Vikander but um, we'll see 
So like I said, today is December 15th. I hope everyone is doing okay. I hope everyone's staying safe. I tried cutting my hair because the the like the mullet type thing is growing at the back of my head and I tried cutting it myself and my wife was like just a little upset of course obviously but I looked it up and everyone's at a stay-at-home order until like December 27th or something like that so I couldn't cut my I couldn't get a haircut if I wanted to I kind of just I've never shaved my head before never done it I kind of want to my wife doesn't want me to so I most likely will not but I would love to I don't know why I'm talking about my hair but I'm all alone in my office and no one to talk to so here I am my hair looks better long I think my wife disagrees but I think my hair looks better long because when it's short I just I look like an I feel like I look like an idiot when it's short there's no coolness there's no style to it I just look like a doofus but I think it looks cooler like more like kind of like an anime character when my hair is longer but it is more uncomfortable like right after I get a haircut and then I take a shower it's so comfortable to like put so now I'm talking about shampoo I guess what brand shampoo are you using for me I'm using head and shoulders because I have a dandruff problem I also ordered recently hair shampoo from I think Harry's either Harry's or Dollar Shave Club but that's where I'm at anyway it's it's the holiday season so i hope if you're listening to this i hope you're safe and your whole family is safe i hope you're doing well i encourage you to pursue your passions i'm usually a very negative person and i hate everyone and i'm i'm like one of those anti-hero anti-villains well i i will never tell i will never encourage or inspire anyone to their faces but i'll do it in an indirect way like spike spiegel from cowboy bebop I'll never tell my brother or my parents that I love them, but I do. I'll never tell them, but I do. So here I am. I'm telling you directly, but not to your face. If you want to start a podcast, do it. If you have a computer, all you need, you you can get a cheap USB mic and just talk about what literally whatever you want. Movies, books, TV shows, video games, bats, animals, Batman, tech, music gear bands actors objects racism you can be racist on a podcast you probably shouldn't because you're going to record it and put it out into the world and you don't want to put hate out into the world but my point is if you want to start a podcast i encourage you to do it just do it just start now start messy you never know what it'll lead to i don't think anyone's listening to this i don't think it'll lead to anything but i am enjoying it i'm having fun and that's the point if you want if you want to start a personal project a YouTube channel. You can figure out the strategy to do it. You can use your phone. Literally, your phone is a su- supercomputer. Buy a tripod for $25. Um, get some decent audio. You can figure it out and you can start doing a YouTube channel. Or you can use other people's content. You can record gameplay and put voiceover over it. Whatever you want. Start messy. Start now. Start as soon as possible because you'll be surprised where you'll end up in in six months in a year in five years and ten years that's my advice i think the ritalin is wearing off now i'm feeling very tired i ate too many cookies don't compare yourself to others just don't it's it's a bad thing to do it's very easy to do and i'm doing it i'm doing it right now i i i'm i'm on the letterboxd website and there's there's a constant ad stream and it's it's it said Travis Barker is doing a cover with don't compare yourself what do you call that it's a it's a bad it's a dangerous rabbit hole to go through who cares about what anyone else is doing who cares about them focus on you focus on your goals focus on why you want to start your personal project 
and do it. That's my advice. You can follow me over at the socials at odd underscore drummer, O-D-D underscore D-R-U-M-M-E-R. I post drum stuff. You can follow, you can search odd drummer gaming at YouTube. I don't know what I have to offer anyone. I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know if anyone will think I'm funny. I don't know if anyone gets any value out of my drumming content or gaming content. That's the point of YouTube. I'm trying to figure it out so I can reach them and I can help them and serve them in some way. My eyes are closing as I speak. I'm going to check how long this podcast This podcast is over an hour. I have to edit it down. I have this, I don't know what you would call it, a speaking tick. I have this bad habit of doing this. I do it every three seconds. And you don't hear it on the podcast because I go back and edit every one of them out. And I'm not looking forward to this one because this, as I'm speaking right now, this podcast is at an hour and one minute and 30 seconds. And then the final product is most likely going to be 35, 40 minutes because of all the that I have to edit out. It's disgusting. I don't want you to hear it, even though I don't think anyone is listening. I do this a lot too. I also do this. And and it leads to nowhere. I edit all of those out because I don't want the non-existing audience to suffer through it. Anyway, it's the holidays 2020. Be safe. Take care. Wear a mask. Thanks for listening. Stay odd and keep on playing.